0: Welcome to Life Lessons and Laughter, with your host Glenn Ambrose.
1: Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is our 2016, right? I got the year yeah. right. Ambrose, 20... pause
2: on the year that yeah. time. <laughs> <And> 2016
1: <laughs> Christmas special.
2: Woo, yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. This is coming out on Christmas, Christmas Day, which is nice. Um, for both of us, uh, we're currently recording this for the first time in your new place, yes, um, which is awesome. And uh, this is going to be both of our first Christmases in our new homes, yeah, which is kind of cool. It is cool. Um, so that's that's awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh in numerology, it's a nine year. So we're so everything goes in nine year cycles. So we're wrapping up um, everything that we had been going through, all the lessons we're learning. All wait, the- wait,
2: wait, wait. Are you saying that like since two thousand seven? Yes, that's nine years. Since two thousand seven, we've been learning lessons and going through stuff, and it's coming to an end right now.
1: Yes. But I mean, it, and then it just starts hmm. a new cycle of nine years.
2: So that <clears throat> makes a lot of sense. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: it's it's very interesting. It's been uh, I've been noticing it for the last. Somebody mentioned that to me a few months ago, um, and I've been noticing it and mentioning it here and there. And every time I mention it, people are like, "Oh my god, that makes so much sense." And yeah, that's why. Like for me. Part of what I was supposed to go through in my nine years was opening up the life enhancement center and really getting the business off the ground and running and all that stuff. And I I did that. And then this place came into being like very quickly. Yeah. You know, it was just like in in a month, a month and a half, all of a sudden it was like, oh, I think I'm going to move. I found a place I'm moving. I'm in, you know. So, but it was. It was meant to happen at the by the end of this year, so I could kind of wrap up the infancy stage of my business and really take a step into the the beginning of the next phase.
2: Yeah, the last couple months have felt like uh, the finale of a TV show. Yeah, when things just start happening really, really quickly because they want to wrap everything up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or um, the end of a
1: fireworks show. Yeah. <laughs> just boom, boom, just, boom, boom, yeah. boom,
2: boom, 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 boom. Um. <laughs> That's awesome. That uh, this is has nothing to do with Christmas, but um, the other, like a couple weeks ago, there was a really uh, there was a lady at trivia who was just smashed, um, <laughs> and she was sitting next to me, and there was a question, for those of,
1: of you that don't know, Ben does a trivia show,
2: <laughs> yeah. um, and she uh, there was a question, and one of the possible answers was nine, and she was like. She didn't say nine, which is funny, because after the explanation, she said, I knew it was going to be nine. It's always nine. If you ever have multiple choice questions and one of the answers is nine, it has to be nine. Because nine is the soul of the numeric system. Wow. And I was like, okay. Okay. And then she was like, you know, like like six and three is nine, like all, like every... (laughs) I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. And then I started to notice, and I actually called it out uh, this past Wednesday, that every time nine has been a possible answer, it's been nine. Wow. Interesting. Maybe this lady knew something I didn't. Yeah, maybe she's into numerology. So, yeah, is there something in numerology that would dictate that, that you know of?
1: That would dictate the answer always being nine? Yeah, or like no, nine I being
2: nine being a very important number.
1: I don't know enough about it, honestly. We gotta I mean, get
2: a numerologist on the show.
1: Yeah, Gladys Ellen does that. She, I believe, she was the one that mentioned it to me first. Gladys Ellen friend of the show. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> she did actually. We had her on like earlier this year, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we did, and and she mentioned to me that it was a nine year, I believe, because we were talking about stuff and yeah, and and it was all wrapping up.
2: Yeah, she said like this is the this is the year that everybody learns oh my god, it was at the beginning of twenty sixteen. She oh. said this is the year that everybody learns what they needed to learn. Two thousand fifteen was the year of change and two thousand sixteen is the year where you start reaping what you sow. Mm. And it kind of was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, as always, you know, if if you look for things, there is there's definitely some divine order and some consistencies that go go with it. Yeah, and I I'm not a big I don't follow astrology, numerology, any of that stuff very closely um, because I believe we have free will and right. we can kind of steer things in different directions and based on our actions, but. Um, I do see a lot of coincidences with those numbers, which obviously aren't really coincidences. And um, so I kind of like having them in the back of my mind because it helps me make sense of things a little bit quicker. And, you know, it kind of helps me push forward when like finding this place, you know, it's I don't know that I would have moved so quickly if it didn't really makes sense, you know? It seemed to be going in that direction, but that was just a little piece that made me feel a little bit more comfortable about what I was doing, you know? I guess that's what I use it for. It's just when I go, like, boy, this seems to be moving really quickly. Am I, am I making rash decisions or... And no, no, because it's just this... It makes sense that I'm wrapping up yep. um, a stage, you know? So which is very exciting for next year you know, because yeah. now we're, we're, we're taking the, the ground that we've created through the last nine years and who we've become and we're taking that person and we're going, okay, here you are. Now with all your capabilities and all you've learned and, and all the progress you made, now you're standing at a new starting point. Ready? Now go off for another nine years and build off of that. And that's really exciting to me.
2: So I just thought about this. If it's nine years, right? So it was O seven to 0- to sixteen. Mm. That would mean that the previous one was ninety seven to O six. Yeah. Right. And that's that nine years is really scary to me to think about as a nine year change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You went through a lot.
2: Oh yeah! Huge, yeah. huge, like huge difference between ninety seven, um which was like the worst year ever Yeah, to 2006, which was probably the greatest year yeah. <laughs> that I had. Go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so that's really cool. But, um, so we should probably talk about Christmas on a yeah. Christmas special. So huh? Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I don't do anything cool for Christmas. Um, I don't, I like, there's nothing cool to, to talk about <laughs> for that. It's very nice. Um, but I know that, uh, Christmas is hard for a lot of people. The holiday season is really yes, hard
1: it is and you know I've been seeing some of that pop up on Facebook uh, over the last few days. You know people are People are struggling and it's coming up to to the forefront of things that bother them, you know relationships with family and and even looking at their life and going, "This is not where I thought I was going to be um so, a lot of that and obviously missed loved ones, you know, especially that have passed or or that the relationship is strained, so um, you know a lot of that stuff just comes up to the forefront, and i you know I think it, the holidays definitely the the weather getting cold, yeah, you know when the weather gets cold, you're kind of stuck with yourself, right, you know there's not as many distractions that you can do outside of the house. When you're kind of closed into four walls, all of a sudden you're you're locked in with your thoughts and yourself and it's not as easy to escape from yourself. You know, so you start being more introspective. Right. And then whatever you haven't dealt with in the past comes bubbling up to the surface. So yeah, a lot of that stuff is happening right now.
2: Um it's what what do you like? How do you remedy that? Like if you're, say like obviously if you if you're missing a loved one, you know the holidays are are tough for that. And like, mm-hmm. what do you? How do you well, how do you do how do you deal with that stuff?
1: You know, missing the loved ones is is kind of a lot of things you can do. I think are can be a little bit more specific towards maybe the the time of year missing a loved one is missing a loved one right you know like that can that can bother you just as much on their birthday which could be in the summer or yeah. or you know the day of their passing or you know depending on the situation it can just plain be there always you know right um so so you know it's just a matter of especially i guess since death is, can be so traumatic that that is one that it's just an, uh, uh, an extension of what you need to do on a daily basis, you know, and that is really just acceptance. You know, acceptance is a big part of death because all suffering is resistance to what is. So if, if you work on accepting the fact that this per- that person is no longer here and you work on that piece of acceptance that you know that doesn't mean that you agree with it it doesn't mean that you like it it doesn't mean that you think it's right it just means accepting the fact that they are no longer here just like you're accepting the fact that a blue pen writes blue that that's it it's just it's just a fact Right. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. That's just a fact. Now, you can have feelings about it, but but that's separate, you know? So separating the feelings you have about it from the fact of them being gone, you know? So, you know, that's generally where we need to start with that stuff. And then feel, feel deal, and heal with with the emotions that are around it, you know? And that's different for everybody and you know like i think some people have this idea that after a very tragic loss that they're never going uh, that they really focus on i'm never going to be the same again that will never heal and stuff and all in a way that, that that's true you you won't ever be the same again but you won't ever be the same again after a lot of things, you know we're never the same again. Um, so you can learn to function better on on a daily basis, though, you know you can learn to walk in, with purpose instead of in misery. You know, you can do things like that. You can you know make things uh, live your life so that the person that is passed would be proud you know a lot of times when i'm talking with somebody that that's struggling with that i'll put it on them you know generally that generally there's other family members um so so generally i'll say okay well w- what if you passed what it what would you want the rest of your family to do with the next 50 years that they have on this planet Oh well, you know, I'd, I'd. Do you want them to walk around suffering, crying, and being miserable until the day they die? Oh my God, no. You know, no. I would want them, I want. I love them. I want them to be happy. Okay. Well, that that's how we honor people that have passed by making the most out of our lives. Walking around, you know, depressed all the time is not honoring their memory. And I understand that it's difficult to do that sometimes. After a very close loss, but it's once you start chipping away at that and really getting an understanding that you know, carrying a torch and making yourself miserable in somebody else's name is not honoring them. It's you know, it it's it's not a gift to them, and it doesn't mean you know, before when we didn't know as much as we know now. Like in a spiritual sense, before we used to have this unconscious, unrealistic belief system that the more we suffered, that meant that we loved that person more. Right. And if we stop suffering, then that just means that we didn't actually care for that person. And it's just it's ridiculous, yeah. you know. I mean, if you really pick that apart and look at it, it makes zero sense. Yep. Um, you know, so we can try to move on in their memory. And that's, that's showing our love for them, you know, because that's what they would want. So, you know, that's so, although it's, you know, the Christmas time is the most difficult, it's, there's also the most magic in the air, you yeah. know? I mean, a good portion of the world is rallying around love to you know to some, <laughs> some degree i mean i understand that it's gotten commercialized and all that stuff but but there <clears throat> there is a larger focus on love during christmas time than other times of the year so you know so that means there's more energy around so if we put our attention and our focus on healing during that time it can be a it can be a very healing time you know go go do something for other people in the name of your loved one that passed yeah you know things like that honor them that way
2: um and if you're if it's like loneliness you know if maybe you're not missing anybody but you're yeah you don't feel like you have anyone yeah, you know?
1: the, the loneliness can definitely kick in again when you're locked in the house because of the yeah. cold weather, but um <clears throat> but also spending the holiday with people. You know, and it's that is you know, take some action. You know, make some plans, do, you know, do something. It, sitting inside feeling sorry for yourself isn't Going to better the situation, you know, and the reality of it is is there is nothing worse technically about the holidays it's just it gives us an excuse to feel sorry for ourselves you know so, I think it's
2: because of um we 've talked about this before expectations right, I think that the the holidays have certain expectations, and then you put pressure on yourself because of the expectations.
1: And we're always comparing our insides to everybody else's outsides. Right. So we're sitting there and, you know, like we're sitting in traffic on... Uh, around Christmas and feeling sorry for ourselves. And we go, look at all these people. They're out and they're going to visit with their family and they're going to buy presents for their loved ones and they're going to have these wonderful dinners and they're going to be all, you know, it's going to be like a beautiful Christmas movie at everybody's houses. Yeah. You know, that this is what we're consciously or unconsciously comparing ourselves to. And it's... But then if you talk to people, that's not the reality of the situations. <laughs>
2: you know? <laughs> like that's a lot no of, one's reality. Right.
1: A lot of people are very are are very nervous because, you know, Uncle Joe's gonna get tanked again this this Christmas and whip something across the table at Aunt Martha or something, you know? <laughs> I mean it's you know, the, there there are a lot of stresses that go on in the holidays and it's just the the more we can relax into them and focus on what the meaning of the holiday is the better off we're going to be and you know as far as the feeling lonely and the other diff- the other aspects that we go through we have to realistically look and the only thing that's going to get us out of that on christmas or the holidays or any other time of the year is understanding that where we are is not nearly as important as where we're going You know, it's, we have to, that's, that's what's important. It's where we're going. So what we have to do is focus on the, you know, looking at, if, if you don't like where you are, then look at it realistically, figure out what the solution is. You know, if, if, if you're single and you want to be in a relationship then spend some time. Either, I mean, personally, I recommend spending some time finding out what a re, like an actual healthy relationship looks like, because most people don't know. So go read some books, <laughs> you know, like um, Rob and Kristen Bell's "The Zim Zim of Love." I love that book. I mean, I think that that's a that gives more of a realistic look at what a healthy relationship can be like. And then there's one conscious loving. Um, I have it over here. I think it's I think it's by uh Gay Hendrickson and his wife. Um <clears throat> but that that's yeah, another you, good book. We talked about that. Couple, yeah, I've brought these up before. Ago. Yeah. And it's like these are good books to to learn about yourself and what a healthy relationship is. You know, take that time when you're alone to to figure out how can we find what we want if we don't even know what it looks like?
2: Right. <clears throat>
1: you know, and yeah. we've never been taught what a healthy relationship looks like. We've been taught by society's standards what codependency looks like. You know, we've been taught what um we've been taught what you complete me looks like, you know, but generally that's dysfunctional. Right. So, you know, spend some time working on yourself so that you know what a healthy relationship is and you know what you're looking to achieve and you become, you know, you can't have what you aren't, if if you're unhealthy, you can't be in a healthy relationship. So spend time working on yourself, becoming healthy, and then you can attract that healthy relationship, you know. I mean, that that to me is is the first step. But, you know, not everybody's going to go that route. So go on, you know, go on match.com or something. You know, take some action. If you don't like where you are, assess where you are, find out what the solution is, and implement that solution. You know, our three-step process for solving any problem. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. So, you know, get clear on what the problem is figure out what the solution is and then implement that solution and just move through it. You know, we, we get so focused on, I don't like where I am. I don't like where I am. I don't like where I am. Well, all you're doing is creating more of the same. If you just sit there, keep saying, I don't like where I am, guess where you're going to be six months from then, a year from then. You're going to be in the same exact place. So don't spend a lot of time going, I don't like where I am. You can say that once. I don't like where I am. Okay, well, then what should I do? You know, and then figure out what you should do and take some steps towards it. Right. You know, life is really not that complicated. That's it. Right. If you want something, walk towards it. You know, it's it's that easy.
2: So now we've talked about the emotional side of Christmas. Let's put the Christ back in Christmas.
1: Uh, <laughs> that kills me when people say that Put the Christ back Like where did it go? Do you think it's that, literally in the name
2: Do you think that there's a war on Christmas, Glenn? <laughs> I don't think so
1: no. I mean, I I just I think it's like most things It's, you know, things are evolving and changing And shifting and, and people don't like change So they get scared and fearful And, you know, that's what we see I mean, you know If, if you like the Christ in Christmas it's your Christmas. It's not anybody else's. It's what goes on in your heart is what goes on in your heart. You know, uh, I don't care if uh, what was I think it was last year. Um, there was a big stink because somebody changed their coffee cups or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, who, yeah, Starbucks. like
2: one with a plain red or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, who cares? Uh, who, who cares?
1: Like, that's gonna. That's gonna. St- I mean, if if Jesus was here <laughs> and you said, you know, Jesus, I was really going to celebrate the birth of you and everything you stood for and the love that you are and all that. But then this freaking Starbucks changed the color of their coffee cups. Do you believe that? He'd be like, really? Like, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> what does that have to do with the love that's in your heart? I don't care if they have purple coffee mugs. <laughs> That say, drink more on them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it has nothing to do with what's going on inside of your heart. That's where love lives, is inside of you. So, I, I you know, I think it's just like most things, it's just change. People get all fearful and, and they latch on to things that don't really even make any sense once you get underneath them. It's nobody's coming into your house, dragging your Christmas tree out and saying that you can't celebrate the birth of Jesus.
2: I do that to some people. Well, yeah, but, but most people don't Regardless do of my views. <laughs> <laughs> I just drive around. If I see a Christmas tree I don't like, I knock on the door.
1: I, I like it. I notice this year, I like it when people say Merry Christmas to me. Uh-huh. For their sake. Like, <laughs> because it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that they're confident enough in themselves to just say Merry Christmas, Yeah, you know, because that's what they feel like saying. So good to say it. Right. Now, I, but although I, I can kind of tell energy pretty well, too, so sometimes people, like, jam Merry Christmas down your throat just to prove that nobody's going to tell them what to say. Right. That's different. But when somebody looks at you and goes, Merry Christmas in like in joyful energy, it's really nice and I really enjoy it. When somebody is like, Merry Christmas, yeah, I said it. You know, then it's like, yeah, you just kinda suck the love right out of it. Because now it's an ego thing and you're trying right. to prove that you're a badass by saying Merry Christmas, even though some people don't think you should and you know, then there's no love behind it.
2: You know, I was gonna say that I, I haven't really thought about it, but um like two weeks ago I did something uh, nice, randomly for some strangers. Nice, and uh, yeah, that's not important, but uh, yeah, it is. They uh, <laughs> it's very important. But the guy, it was it was a couple, um, and they had a daughter, and the guy just looked at me and very sincerely was like, "Merry Christmas, thank you." Yeah. So Merry Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, like yeah, oh, isn't that felt nice? really nice." Yeah. Yeah, that was like yeah, I wasn't
1: expecting that. And I don't I don't consider myself Christian or or Catholic even though I was raised Catholic. You know, I don't consider myself that, but like for me it's it's honoring what whatever form of love you believe in. I don't care. You know, I have a godson that's Jewish. So, happy Hanukkah, you know, right. and and I send him a present. Every year, even though I, I, I'm probably supposed to send them seven, but whatever, eight. <laughs> eight. Okay, well I send them one. How so, do you
2: not know how many nights Hanukkah is? <laughs> <laughs> eight crazy nights. <laughs> no, you I should do know that. Uh,
1: yes, I do know. I do know, <laughs> but for some reason, I don't know why I had seven in my head. But anyway, um, so, <laughs> but I send them one. Sorry. So, <laughs> right. yeah, no, that's <laughs> it's, fine. It's just a symbol of of my connection to him you right. know so so it's like for me i the way i look at christmas and you know anybody can, everybody can look at it in their own way i truly believe that i not considering myself christian i look at it as i think it'd be pretty hard for anybody to argue that jesus wasn't at least one of the best spiritual teachers that ever set foot on a planet that 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 would be very difficult to argue that point. Yes. So that's how I look at it. I mean, <laughs> I look at honoring the birth of one of the best spiritual teachers, if not the best that ever walked the planet. That somebody that came into this world and spread love, and that that's what I think is important. So that's my outlook on it. But that's just my personal outlook. I think if we all search for if if you don't believe in anything and you just want to say you know what i believe that one day a year we should just try to be in a good mood if that's what you want christmas to mean to you then that's what christmas means to you it, you know it's, right. we don't need to worry about a lot of other things I, I remember years ago one of my clients came to me and they told me that they were doing something they didn't really believe – they were in a um, – they are a couple and they said um, – my client was part of a couple. And, and she said uh, – told me something unique that they were doing for Valentine's Day because they didn't really um, like all the hoopla around Valentine's Day, the normal aspect of it. So her and, and uh, the person she was in, in the couple with were going to do something uh, – that they agreed on. And I was like, that's so beautiful because instead of complaining about what you think the meaning should be, you created a meaning between you two that you both agreed on that meant something special to you. And then then you took action on that. That is how we need to make room for comparing narratives in this world. We need to make room for other people to have other beliefs than us. And if we stop arguing about what everybody else believes in and what they should believe in and what we believe in, and if we just focus on cleaning up our own house and taking care of ourselves and celebrating the joy and the love that's within us and the people that are around us at that moment, that's honoring Jesus. You know, that's honoring, that's taking a special day out of the year and bringing love into it, which is what the holidays are supposed to be. That's, you know, that's the goal of it. So just do it
2: in your own way. That was beautiful. Thank you. Honestly. And final question. Santa Claus. Real? Not real? Oh, man. Where did he stand? In spirit, he's real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm not touching that one. I don't know. I don't know who's listening. So I'm not touching it. But in spirit, he's definitely real.
2: <laughs> oh, I saw the sleigh when I was a little kid in the in the sky at night when I was driving home from my uh, aunt and uncle's.
1: I bet I've been watching more uh, Christmas specials like this year. Yeah. Because, like, in my previous life, I was not a big fan of Christmas <laughs> or the holidays <laughs> at all. <clears throat> so, little by little, by little, um, I'm embracing it more and more and more each year, you know. So this year I've been watching Christmas movies. I probably watched like three, maybe four of them, nice. maybe even five already. And it's you know it's a little bit uh, before Christmas, so that that's pretty good for me. That's yeah. that's a new high, you know. But it's funny because I see the uh, all the little skits and and right. you know. Uh, a sleigh getting out of control that's that's not manned by Santa and shooting over somebody's car and, you know, a kid in the car going, hey, there it is. You know, it's like, nice. I I love that. I love that uh, that outlook. Yeah. You know?
2: We have a list of um, Christmas movies that we're going to try to watch this week.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Generally, I, I just... So. I stick with Elf and Christmas Vacation. Nice. Those two are like my... One's I really try to watch each year.
2: Elf is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um,
1: and then uh, I, I mean, I do like um, what's the one with the shoot your eye out kid?
2: Oh, Christmas Story.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really do enjoy that one too. We
2: watched a Muppet Christmas Carol last night. Oh yeah. <laughs> the best version of a Christmas Carol.
1: Yeah. You, you guys mentioned that last year. I, I think I'm gonna have to watch it because. <laughs> Because um,
2: Dave knows every word. Last yeah. night he was like, "Did I watch this all year round? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do I know this so well?"
1: Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to check that one out because uh, it's it's come up too often. So, all right. Well, I think that's it for our Christmas special.
2: Yeah, we uh, did it.
1: Yeah, and I do not have any mistletoe in my doorways.
2: Thank God. Yeah,
1: I know because it's just three guys here and yeah it just ain't gonna happen
2: <laughs> maybe uh, oh no uh, uh, last, <laughs> last year no that's not what I was saying <laughs> last year we had two songs on our Christmas special from Dave oh uh, we're gonna end with a song oh
1: nice yeah alright and it's gonna be a surprise yeah uh, I'm not even gonna tell you what it is so it's gonna be a surprise awesome Um uh, but our Producer Dave DeAngelis is going to tack one on at the end for us. Sweet.
2: Um, so you're, if anybody wants to start the new year with life coaching, Yeah, uh, I mean, what a great Skype time. or on the phone or in person here at the beautiful new Life Enhancement Center. Yes,
1: nice peaceful place here that I have. Um, yeah, go to life-enhancement-services.com. It's, uh, it's, you know, this is the time when you're sitting around looking at your life, like we said earlier, and you go, geez, I don't like where I am. Or you're just looking at it and go, wow, look at all I accomplished in the last nine years. Next year is the beginning of a new cycle. I want to hit the ground running and really take everything that I used in the past to launch me into the to the next evolution of who I'm becoming, you know? Um, yeah, getting some life coaching and getting some direction is, is one of the best ways that you can do that. So reach out, let me know. And, um, I am connecting with people literally all over the world. Somebody from Costa Rica just contacted me the other day. So, so it's just, um, you know, I can, I can work with anybody anywhere just uh, over the phone or Skype and if you're local in person. So have a wonderful Christmas. Um, Thanks for everything, Dave and Ben, this year. And um, thank you. And uh, I guess I'll do it for the show. Merry Christmas, everyone.
2: Merry Christmas. Take it away, Dave.
0: Oh. The stars are brightly shining It is the night Of our dear Savior's birth Long lay the world In sin and error pining Till He appears Change shall he break For the slave is our brother And in his name All oppression shall cease Sweet hymns of joy In grateful chorus raise Let all within us praise His holy name, Christ.